You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Listen, uh, we, we had a uh, obviously a really rough uh, few weeks here in the province, uh, Clinton, with these wildfires. Devastating. Uh, devastating mm-hmm. and, and, and impacted so many people. Uh, but we'll kind of focus on not, not to Barrington Lake and Shelburne County. Certainly they've had uh, lots of challenges uh, down there with some properties. But what happened in Hammonds Plains and, and Upper Ten Talon, I mean, this was uh, with people's homes, just unbelievable. First and foremost, our condolences and to anybody who went through that, right, or going through that. And you know what? Our listeners have impacted. My clients have been impacted. Yeah. And it's challenging to go through hard times. And we it seems like we've had so many hard times here over the last couple of years. But uh, you know what? This has certainly been a major impact. Mm-hmm. And people in this area, you know, there's going to be people that are going to be impacted now for years because of this. Okay. So if you had to, I don't want to say itemize, but what are some of the biggest challenges for people who are having this lived experience right now, having their house burned down with a mortgage? What mm-hmm. are some of the biggest things because that, there are there were several there would be several right so what what what's your advice piece i guess to start for these people so i think the first step is you need to contact your mortgage lender and many mortgage lenders will give you a deferral while you're trying to sh- sort things out with uh insurance so i think that's the first thing you need to do sagen which is one of the three mortgage insurers in canada there's a Canadian mortgage housing corporation yep. sagen and canada guarantee sagen was the first one that came out to say if you had a sagen insured mortgage we will offer you a deferral. We will work with your lender to ensure you get six months. Okay. Yes. Because it's going to take time just to sort things out with the insurance. And I think many homeowners want to rebuild, Todd. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding is going to be a very long process. It's going to take a couple of years probably to get some rebuilding going. Wow. And where are people going to live? That's my number one question. Yeah. Because we have apartment vacancy at like 1%. Less and than 1%. Less than 1%. Yeah. And we know what's going on with the real estate market right now. Like what I said, there's not a lot of homes for sale. Even if you just take your insurance money and say, hey, I'm going to go buy a new home. Mm-hmm. There's not that many homes to buy. Even in that area, there's not a lot. Right. Okay. So I think that's something to think about. We also need to be very, very cognizant. Some of these people that have been impacted by the wildfires have been displaced and maybe have lost their homes. Some of these people are in financial hardship. Like I've heard stories of people that like have $500 to their name. So you need to talk to your insurance company and maybe get an advance on your insurance before everything is settled. Mm-hmm. You know, it it costs money sometimes to you go to You get an hotel. advance in the insurance, you just call them and let the- and I, would, I would talk to them. You know, yeah. these insurance companies are wanting to wrap their arms right. around their insured yeah. to make sure that yeah. they're going to be okay. Will that come off the potential principal? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And it's very common- for people that have insurance claims to get paid all along the process. Right. So you're not going to wait just to the end and get one big fat fat check at the end and be done. Yeah. That's not the way it's going to work. And no one wins with insurance. Mm-hmm. Nobody wins. Insurance is one of those things that you hope you never need to have. Yes. Uh, but certainly people really need it right now. Yeah. One, you need to think about your immediate housing situation. Obviously, some people were living in shelters like 10, 12, 14 days. Like this has been going on a couple of weeks. Yeah. Some people were living with friends or family. But that's not necessarily a long-term solution. You need to figure out where you're going to be safe mm-hmm. for you know the next several months, likely. These people that are in financial hardship, sometimes people have had like credit issues. So, you know, that might be challenging if you were to need to get a new mortgage. Maybe you're going to get insurance, but you maybe you need to get a new mortgage to build this house. That might be tough. Yeah. Maybe you just don't have time to find alternative housing 
and live somewhere for a couple of years and get a new house built. As you know, the cost of construction is very, very high. Mm-hmm. One of the concerns that I have, some people are underinsured. Because of the cost of construction, that's obviously gone up, and because of the cost of real estate, some people didn't adjust their insurance. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have guaranteed rebuild coverage within your insurance, sometimes people only had insur- insurance for maybe half of what it would cost to rebuild now at right. this point. Let's, so let's differentiate. What's guaranteed rebuild? So Is that, that a rider? So normally what happens with insurance is there's a building coverage limit. Right. Which means if your home burns down, you will have this much coverage. Right. When you have a mortgage, you have to have at least that much coverage. Right. Or you need to have guaranteed rebuild. Yes, it's a rider. It's a line that's going to be in in your insurance. Not everybody has this. Your building limit can be low if you have guaranteed rebuild because then you'll have enough money available from the insurance company to build what you had. Not every insurance company works like that. And some people really work off the building limit. Mm -hmm. So if the building limit was too low, that's the insurance money that you're going to have to work with to build a new home. And maybe you won't have enough. We've talked to customers we have clients that are in these impacted areas. Some clients, and we're talking this, these are very early days. A lot's going to change. We have some clients who are planning on taking the insurance payout, paying off their mortgage, because obviously that's the first thing you need yeah, to pay out. Yeah. Selling their lot, right? Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have you know the proceeds from the sale of the lot and then using the difference between their insurance and their lot sale to then go and buy another house. Wow. Because they don't want to wait the two years. Yeah. It's not just one home that needs to be rebuilt yeah. here. It's a community that yeah. needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. And yes, builders are going to to help. They're all going to get on board. But we can't build homes fast enough already. Yeah. That's the big challenge. All right. But kind of t- coming out of this, and, and I'm, I'm a little confused here, is equity in a house is, ob- is is always built on speculation, right? You speculate what the house would be could sell for. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's so. How do how do you differentiate, delineate between that and and getting a ba- a buyout and then going and buying a new home? I guess is what I mean. I mean, I think that's a hard calculation to yeah. land on. Yeah. So I think you really need to decide what your avenue is going to be, and you need to talk to your insurance company. Right. And I think leaning on people like us, like I, you know, we're, I may not be uh, involved in insurance and I may not be involved in selling real estate, but we're involved in every little component because obviously the mortgage is kind of the biggest piece of sometimes these transactions. So we talk to a lot of people and, you know, I think we have a good kind of unbiased perspective that way. Mm-hmm. And I think people's strategy to move forward from this disaster are, are going to be different. And I think that's okay. And I think HRM is going to, Halifax Regional Municipality is going to make some changes. You know, some of the challenges with these wildfires is this community didn't have water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They had to truck the water in to fight these fires. Right. Which, you know, I, I put my hats off to first responders. A lot of our clients are first responders. And I can tell you, they worked tirelessly to get this under control. And, you know, I think the whole city, you know, kind of band, banded together. You know, there were so many fundraisers. I went to a fundraiser on the weekend at the, at the um, Scotiabank Center. Yeah. Amazing. They organized it in seven days mm-hmm. and it was packed. Right. You would have thought it was Shania Twain that just happened on, on Monday. Mm-hmm. It was packed. Local talent raised, I think, $330,000 that night 
for disaster relief. And I think by that point, between what had been raised prior right. and the money that was raised on that night, they had raised like $1.3 million. Yeah. That's enough to scratch the surface, to help people with immediate needs today. But that's not rebuilding people's homes, you know, as, as you can imagine. So yeah. Yeah. if you owned a home, you really just need to maybe let the dust settle and decide what the best way forward is for you. Because you can rebuild, you can take the insurance, but you need to figure out what is going to be the easiest path of your life. And I think some people will take the insurance buyout and then sell the lots. I think that will happen. Mm -hmm. It might be a faster way into another home than doing the construction. The construction is going to take time. So there's no obligation for it because the deeds associated with that property or you're not tied in contractually in some way as a result of your insurance. Well, I think everybody's insurance is different, but I think a lot of people's insurance will allow them to take a buyout. A buyout. And that would mean that they can vacate that that property. Yeah. So what would happen if you take a a buyout? The first thing that need to be paid out would be your mortgage. Yeah. Right. And then you would technically own the land. So you would own the land still. And then you could sell the land. Sell it. Right. You could sell the land. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would have the difference between what your buyout is and what you have to pay your mortgage right. off. Yeah. But then, of course, you need to you know qualify for a new mortgage. You need to find a new home to buy. You're right. Right. Yeah. So you know there are so many different issues at play here. Yeah. And I'll just bring it all back to like where we are right now. People need a safe and secure place to live. Yeah. And they need to think about the short term, but we also need to start thinking about the long term and what the outcome is going to look like. Okay. So potentially if somebody could be two years, uh, you're going to, and let's say that you don't have the income that you would like to have, or let's suggest- or maybe your situation or, has changed. Or, or whatever has changed. Who knows what's going on? And, and and you're looking at it and you're saying, I need a place to live. And let's say you're lucky enough to find a place to live and you're paying rent. You still have to make that mortgage payment. And then you're waiting out the the mortgage payment and, and you're starting to take the odd payment and you're eating into that, in that principle that you would have had. This could put, and I don't want to be doom and gloom here. I want to be as optimistic as I can, but we also want to be as realistic as we need to be uh, to do the show and in, in, in the way that responsible way that we want. What advice do you give people who find themselves in that kind of worst case scenario that I'm just describing? I think if you're in the worst case scenario, you need to ask for help. First, ask for help from your insurance company. Second, ask for help from your mortgage lender. I think these are the two first places that you need to go. Everyone wants to help. And I think when it's a challenging situation, sometimes you don't know where to go and who to ask the help from. And I would say, start you know, with the mortgage lender. Start with that insurance broker that you've dealt with. They are going to know where to go, what resources are available, and to start working with your insurer and your mortgage lender you know, around deferrals, around getting the insurance claims going, and things mm-hmm. like that. All right. So some lessons. What are some key lessons that people can take away from this? You know, I, 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 I've heard from so many customers that have been impacted. Some of them were out at Costco, for example, and the situation happened and they couldn't go back to their home. Right. Right. So obviously some people's pets lost their lives. Sometimes some of them, some of them were able to go and, you know, rescue their pets and stuff like that. So I think that is very sad as well, because as we know, pets are like family. Yep. And, you know, that certainly is not a great situation. I think knowing where your documents are and having your documents in a safe spot. Yep. That's important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very tough to replace things like credit cards and and passports and birth certificates and things like that. So if you have a go bag or something like that, if you need to go, know know where that is. Yeah. And um, you know, everything else really is replaceable. Mm-hmm. 
yes, you're, there, there are personal effects that, you know, get lost and destroyed when someone loses their home. And that's sad. Right. But, you know, I think as long as you as a person are okay and you're secure, right. that's really the number one number one thing i know people that literally had like five minutes to get out right and you know they were you know you're just grabbing your key things but if you don't know where those things are that's tough yeah a lot of a lot of things are replaceable though you know and what's so amazing with this whole disaster is no lives were lost yes or injuries or you know i'm sure there were probably some injuries maybe from like firefighters and stuff like that but like this was a pretty big disaster yeah. to not have lost any lives, which I'm so proud of, you know, living in Halifax and being Nova Scotian and being Canadian because you watch these shows and people are like, I'm just holding out. Yeah. This is not going to impact me. Yeah. But you know what? We listened and, you know, we followed direction and everyone uh, got out safely. So I, you know, put my hat off to you as well. Yeah, and absolutely. And for those listening who are impacted, our hearts go out to you. And we uh, we follow the advice that Clinton had, uh, just talked about and, and get through it. You can get through it and reach out for help. Morgan, join one, your guide to homeownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.